Are you fed up with printing exercise programmes? Or horror, drawing them? Solve every exercise prescription issue you can think of using Rehab My Patient. Thousands of pictures and videos of every movement you can dream up. Send by email or WhatsApp, translate into different languages at the click of a button. Don't take our word for it. Sign up for a three-month free trial now. Just go to rehabmypatient.com forward slash physiomatters. Stuart Patterson, welcome to Chewing It Over. Now, it's been a hell of a long and winding road for you in this uh, industry and in your career. But I want you to just tell me where you found physiotherapy and MSK when you first first connected with it. Uh, oh, Jack, first of all, thanks very much for uh, for having us on. Uh, mate, it's great to be here. Um, where physiotherapy first found me, I think it was when I was um, 15 years old. Um, I was all set to do some work experience as a in a bank um uh i think the 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 day before i was going to start on a monday i broke my leg playing rugby um so instead of going to the bank i ended up uh finding my way to a to a physiotherapy clinic um and yeah it was a bit of a light globe moment it was seeing a uh a career that involved people that involved physical activity um and at the end of the day you can earn a, a salary doing it it just uh was in my sweet spot and so from that moment i was uh yeah i have been and and still in love with physiotherapy brilliant and was it always then partly via the sport and by that being a sort of msk clinic that then msk was always the thing that you gravitated towards or did you end up um, having it in its fullest form in in sort of medicine or neuro or ever any any of the directions so i think it was uh it, it was definitely uh MSK and the whole sport thing was at, at the forefront of where I thought I wanted to go um, in those early days and, 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 and certainly uh, did my undergraduate training in, in Sydney, Australia. That, you know, the, the hope was to go out and, you know, become the, the, the Wallabies uh, uh, team physiotherapist. Um, yeah, re- re- reality was it, was it was a bit different. Um, uh, so I, I certainly went down that um, elite sport avenue um, both in Australia and, and when I came to the UK um, back in 99, you know, the, the, the original goal was to, to be an elite sport physio. Um, and so definitely gravitated towards that. Um, but as uh, things happen, uh, life changes. Um, uh, and, yeah, my, my, my path en- ended up being, uh, yeah, a different one to, to going down the elite sport route. That's interesting because that is often people's stories go that way but they never really lose touch with some of the aspirations of to the care that they wanted to deliver which i think is um, from what i understand part of your story from sidebar conversations we've had over time and knowing a bit about your background i've been keen to have you on for a while and it was always wondering as to when the right timing was and sometimes it's it's not necessary but it can be just the prime mover to get us together is that it's an inflection point in your career in lots of ways as you've you've just resigned from the board of uh, of, of vita group as it's gone through a, a, another merger acquisition and that has been an incredible story so i want to i wonder if i can i don't know where to start with that in some ways because it's so inherent to you but yeah. People sometimes don't know, they know of the companies and brands and, and they've even worked yeah. for them. They don't always know the founder's story. And in your case, it's incredibly relevant to those of us that are in clinical practice or have young businesses to know that, to understand its its origin story. So can you, if you can, wherever you fancy starting, 
tell us a little bit about the journey. So, mate, well, to, well to, chronologically, if I so, 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 arrived here, yeah, around about twenty-five years ago, with the hope of getting involved in elite sport, and that's that's how it it, it worked out. I did a couple of years in the early two thousands with a um, a professional basketball team called called London Towers, um, and that was uh, from from one aspect was great. We were doing sort of travel and part of a team, and we're, we're involved in a couple of European competitions and seeing new places and. And that sort of thing, um, and it was great for a period of time. But it was, um, you know, it, it was long hours. It was being away from home. Um, I started to, to, you know, uh, I was getting older. Where I was getting into a relationship, and you know, uh, family were, were, were coming on the way. Where, where that sort of uh, uh, lifestyle wasn't conducive to, to where I wanted to go. So it was. Uh, I, I fell into a, a, a business partnership. Um, at a with a, a New Zealand physio called Bevan Ellis, and we were down um, in South London um, at a at a practice uh, Crystal Palace um, Sports Physio Centre. Um, it had already been there; it was it, it had been established by Sport England, but Sport England were moving away. Uh, uh, Bevan and I came in and and basically started trying to initially just getting the elite sport component of that up and running again. Right. Um, but we just found ourselves looking for, um, you know, doing the elite sport wasn't sustainable with a with a work life balance with with a, with with family life. Um, so we actively thought, right, how do we actually move away from uh, what we thought, you know, the path we were going? How do we actively move away from 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 where we were going? We started off um, uh, trying to grow the private physiotherapy side of the business, you know, enough where we could start getting other other physiotherapists in to help and, and employing them and um, him and I uh, pulling back um, from the plinth and, you know, sort of went from going five days clinical to four days to three days to two days to to not at all and, and being full-time managers. Um, how quickly was that part of the process? Because that's always interesting to people as they naturally can see how they might withdraw towards management, but people sometimes it happens quite quickly, sometimes a bit more slowly. What was it for you? I make it sound like it happened uh, quickly, but no, it was. I mean, you know, just just that process was was five or six years um, of, of getting busy enough where 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 we could pull back clinically. Um, we fell into a couple of um, occupational health contracts, providing physiotherapists on site to to fire brigades and 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 police forces, and again, that just helped grow the business. And I think it was in about uh, two thousand and six that uh, a chance. Meeting with a with a local GP, um, who said, "Look, we've got a waiting list um, for physiotherapy. Do you mind helping out?" Um, and we started receiving NHS referrals. So that became the, the the third leg of the business: private occupational physio and NHS physio. Um, that went from being our our uh, latest sort of strand to being our most busy part of work, and that's how we started getting into doing NHS contracts. And was that um, still under? Was that all still under Crystal Palace? At that yeah, point? yeah. So, so yeah. So, so the so at the time the brand was um, Crystal Palace Physio Group CPPG. Yeah. Um, and I guess we 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 went from uh, initially being a small organisation from two to ten to twenty. Uh, we got up around the fifty mark, and uh, then the NHS contract started coming in, um, and that's when we got to around about one hundred and fifty staff. Right. Um, 
And by that stage, we were we were yeah fully fledged managers. We were we were we were converted uh, clinicians. Um, and by this stage, I, I guess we're 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 looking about uh, 2015. By this stage, um, you're still quite regionally specific. Very regional, um, very 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 uh, London and southeast based. Um, uh, doing uh, uh, regional NHS MSK contracts, doing um, mostly regional occupational physio contracts, on-site physios, workplace assessments, um, and doing uh, private physio from from six or seven clinics. And so, if we could, if we could just take it to the 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 the, the peak of that iteration, then yes. in, in terms of size, yes. what are the three? Uh, how, how, what are the percentages or the ratios within those three categories at that point? So uh, we got to the point where the NHS went from being the smallest to the largest. So it was about 50% of what we did. Um, the private stuff was about 30%. Um, and the occupational health was 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 about 20%. So, and were you able to combine venues to those things or did they end up having their own sort of specialised centres? How, how did you work it? Uh, good question. So, yes, we, we, we did. We, we were... Um, we were combining our NHS and private um, uh, businesses, um, and 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 people would always say, "Look, that's that's not going to work. Um, how mm. can you be having one type of client who's who's not paying for their service and and someone else who's paying for it privately?" Um, but look, it 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 worked. It was it was a matter of, you know, rightly or wrongly, um, you know, a, a privately paying patient would 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 could be seen within you know twenty four hours. Um, and with the NHS, it was just a little bit longer. So there was, a, there was, a, I guess, a pain for that premium of, of getting seen a bit earlier. But mm. they received, but they received essentially the same service. Mm. And, and did, were there were there any challenges with that that you needed to mitigate, like on on a on a personal level, on a management level, and then on a wider set of policy, come political level? Did, did, were there, were there, was it was it something that almost sounds more complex than it is, or were there things that needed to be ironed out? Um. There were things that needed to be ironed out. Um, it was funny. I mean, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was that was, I guess, in the early two thousands that we started that from two thousand and six onwards. It felt like there was there was um, greater factions in in physiotherapy profession back then. Right. Um, there was there was quite a. Um, from my perception, you know, uh, NHS is good, uh, private is bad. Right. Um, I never coming from from uh, my background in Australia. I never really felt like that. It was all about whether it was a good service or not, not not right, not, right. not 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 who was paying for it. Um, but yeah, like there there, there there definitely was. There was um, you know some of some of some of our, our staff almost had a bit of um, ideological difficulty in uh, in uh, seeing both. Um, I, I would say within the profession. Uh, would sometimes cop a bit of flack, you know, saying how how can you how can you be seeing uh, you know NHS patients and 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 uh, uh, yeah feeling feeling a little bit uh, that that somehow was doing something wrong. Um, so yeah, that, uh, I would say things are better now, and they're, 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 I think there's more of an acceptance around public private partnerships. Um, but that was something, yeah, I def definitely noticed from from some staff and from external that there was a little bit you know how do you how do you square doing both but but for yeah. me it wasn't it wasn't about uh 
ideological differences. It was about you know let's provide a good service, and 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 yeah. that's 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 the main thing. You know, there's 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 good and bad providers on mm. on either side of the public private. Yeah, I think that private. that is really interesting, and I don't think it's a coincidence, is it, that you were able to reconcile that personally and ethically because mm. of the cultural. You you were like, no, I I come from somewhere that has an obvious mixed economy but it's it's not in health and it's not yeah. um but it's not as tribal let's say and so yeah. you were able to yeah. then and th this is the thing when i hear of as i came through um I'm, you know i'm 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 then late late 2000s i'm into i'm into union i, I, I qualified that into the early 2010s and so around that time i'm hearing about you guys as a proof of concept in that direction, that then it's yeah. a proof that, that not only can it be done, it can be done well. It's enough, there's enough geography between between us for me to not know the, the details, but yeah. generally speaking, that was a really interesting model and and, and something that um, Connect and others were doing a, a, around a similar sort of time under what was then any willing provider became any qualified provider and there started to be a more robust network in which that could be done um, and that those services could be better merged. And, and so, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you feel that it's less tribal in that direction. Still yeah. some work to be done and, and, and people have their preferences, but as a general rule, the um, access for, for patients and, and that we can't be too sort of navel gazy about this. We can all have our own feelings about it, but who who's going to get them better it is a really interesting question. So I kind of cut us off a little bit as we were going down the timeline. So so that's then uh, CPPG at its, at, its, uh, at its peak, let's say. We, it, it comes to what sort of time frame and then what happens next? So, so yeah, uh, I, I guess CPPG had um, got to a point where it had these these three different types of clients, um, and uh, uh, yeah, I think we're we're in about twenty fifteen now, about one hundred and fifty staff, um, going great guns, really good culture, uh, works like going to friends to to, to going to work with your, with your with your friends, yeah. um, and then my my business partner. Um, had decided he it was time for him to to return to New Zealand, um, so that was a bit of a shock. Um, but we had a great partnership, and we we, we managed to to navigate through that. Um, where uh, I did it, so basically I, I, I did it by myself for a couple of years, um, and it was good to experience um, leading an organisation for several years uh, by myself. What that felt like. Um, but I guess I, you know, I I got to a, a stage where um, I'd done most of the stuff I wanted to do. I'd got the business as far as I could get it. Um, I felt if we were going to grow more, we we probably needed a, a bigger team and some more help. Um, I got talking to um, a gentleman by the name of Derek Farrell, um, who was the CEO of, of Rehab Works at the time, who were a, a a, a competitor um he said you know we could do some some good things if we if we joined forces um i originally said no way you know um uh, uh you know that's 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 not for me but i sort of thought about a whole lot of things um i thought you know the, the, the vision was we could be a uh, you know, a, a leading provider of, of of not just physical health but mental health as well, um, and I could see that that was that was uh, trending towards being a a, a big need. Um, so yeah, so 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 uh, so. Talk me through that instinct. I don't want to make sure we don't breeze past that because I think many could 
including myself can really recognize that oh no way you know i've uh i've, I've had some of those letters and um sometimes sometimes people not realizing the distinctions between my clinical business and my education business yeah because they and and so sometimes they they they, they yeah. it's a quick quick thing that they don't want to follow up on if they knew the truth really i'm not i'm not i'm not really worth pursuing in that direction but i know that when they do come through I have a similar sort of feeling like it's, it's a, the protection. And, and I, I just wondered, have you reflected on some of those emotions and, and how did you then overcome them if that was indeed your first instinct? So, so yeah, you're right, Jack, that, that, you know, the, these approaches come through and, 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 uh, you know, it's a bit like feeling, you know, do you, uh, do you want to give away your child, you know, and, uh, <laughs> uh it, it's, it's, um, yeah, it is. And, and, and for many years that, that wasn't the case. And, and, um, you know, talking about uh, my sort of journey has been from a small startup to a medium-sized business to to you know what 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 sort of became I guess of an enterprise corporate size. Um, yeah, there, there's fours and against along the along the continuum. Um, mm. and, and one of the good things of when it's a startup or a small group or um, you know when it's completely yours, a, a good thing is you know everyone. Um, it's like it's like uh hanging out with family you've got complete control um and and having that autonomy is is great um the downside is um you know everything is on your shoulders um everyone looks to you to to solve everything and and for a stage in my life i you know I, i i quite i didn't mind that burden but i was getting you know i was i was getting on and i just sort of thought actually um, you know, I could do with some help here. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it was, it, and, and, and it depends on what stage of your life you are and, and, and um, what your circumstances are and, and, and whether, you, whether you feel you've got a full tank of, 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 of motivation of petrol in the tank. Um, I, I could feel my tank, um, you know, starting to run on empty. Um, right. um, and so, so a combination of factors um, meant that, you know, I I I brought the business so far. Um, if it was going to re- reach fulfil its you know potential, um, I need you know if I, if I wanted to go from the championship up to the premiership, um, I needed to bring in premiership players. You know, and gotcha. and, and so so uh, so yeah, so so that was that was part of the thinking. Um, and and so yeah, we we joined forces with Rehab Works. Um, we. Uh, we became we rebranded to Vita Health Group. Um, we still had these three strands: NHS, um, occupational health, um, and uh, and private. Um, but we weren't just doing it across uh, physiotherapy, uh, physical health. We we were doing it across with uh, with mental health as well. Yeah, and this is around 2015. Then we're saying yeah. So 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 we're we're getting on to about 2018 now. But yeah, so sorry, um, no, that yeah, it's 2015. Then you did it yourself, didn't you? Yeah, sorry, yeah, that was the gap. Um, and then, then, then joined forces with Rehab Works um, uh, early, early 2018, um, and yeah, that was that was where uh, I guess the growth really accelerated. Um, so you know, it wasn't just me. There was a there was a group of very very talented people, uh, a senior leadership team, who you know, rather than writing bids myself or or you know, we, we you, you can afford to get in a bid writer um, and yeah. bid writing teams. Yeah. You can. Have people looking out on the horizon, seeing what's what, what's happening. 
you can having you can have a governance team, you can have a, an IT team, and it just gives that that infrastructure um, mm. where it allowed growth to accelerate, and we ended up going from what was a me- medium-sized physio business to actually a, a, a much bigger enterprise-type business. You know, when uh, when I speak to, like, even over, over, over dinner with mentors of mine over the years or when I've uh, listened to various different podcasts, even outside of industry, but within our industry, the simultaneous emotions of the relief of being able to delegate to real experts into spaces like governance or bid writing yeah. and things like that. Yeah coupled with the need almost redundancy that some people describe now i don't want to put words in your mouth you might not recognize that but some have described that and then it's sort of an identity challenge especially over the independence and the agility that you had before it yeah i just as i said i don't want to just dump all of that on you but if you could just reflect on that moment and how again you might have come through it if you did so so that that, that, good question that that was why i um i took so long to come to a a, a decision because It is a it is a big decision, and you're right, Jack. That that you know, if you're a you know you've been a startup and you're a business owner, and you've seen and grown and cradled that baby, you know, I, you know, I was I was had cradled a a, a a business for a long time. It's it it's it's not separate to you; it's part of you. Um, yeah. And uh, so so letting go of that is 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 very difficult and, and fraught with risk. And you and you know, I, I read a statistic that. Um, 80% of, of, of business owners who who exit who who basically let go of the baby, um, you know, re- regret the decision um, and uh, and and have that um, what what you said that that identity crisis where where identity is lost, purpose is lost, um, mm-hmm. and so I was very cognizant of that. I didn't want that happen to me. Um, so you know, in terms of you know, when when joining forces with Rehab Works, um, I still had a role, um, so I was I was deputy CEO. Um, and like you said, the, the 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 good the good thing was it was an unburdening for me. Whereas whereas I was a a jack of all trades, um, running around spinning uh, the HR and the governance and the bidding and the, you know plates. Uh, you know there were there were there were more grown ups in the room to help with with those. Um, um, and I could concentrate on the bits that I liked and, and and I was good at, and and you know the bits that I enjoyed were the people bit, and you know pulling pulling people together around a, a common purpose, um, and yeah, and yeah. Build, building a culture. Um, so so yeah, I, I was able to focus uh, more on the bits that I enjoyed, and I was able to uh, let go of some of the hard bits, uh, bits that I didn't enjoy as much. And so for me, it was it, overall it was liberating. It was a change, um, but um, it was you know overall it was net positive. But but I understand that's not for everyone. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I just so, wondered if we could just touch base on the scale for a second again. So at this point, what size in terms of how many staff, and what size at this point in terms of turnover? So so around about uh, uh, 2018, I guess uh, total staff was was around about 400. Full uh, full timers, mm-hmm. um, uh, and we had a couple of tough years to actually get get the rocket ship to to, to launch. Um, but we uh, the, the 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 pandemic was in a way um, uh, on the one side it was it was very difficult for the for the physiotherapy side of the business. We were closing clinics and 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 yeah. you know 
having a having a hard time there, but but there was an increasing need for for mental health and o- online talking therapies. Um, uh, we started um, winning uh, contracts in the NHS space there of of um, um, IAP services or talking therapy services. Um, and uh, yeah, once we, we we started to get a bit, a bit of momentum in that space, and we we went from four hundred to to five hundred to to around about a thousand, um, and then uh, yeah, more recently we're we're, we're around about that two thousand um, FTE um, uh, uh, headcount um, with an approximate turnover of, of, of just north of of hundred million. Brilliant. And what was the what was the peak? Because that's a question I for, I forgot to ask. What was the um, prior to your your merger, uh, yep. your original merger? Uh, what was what was sort of peak turnover at that point? Because I think one of the things reason I asked the specifics on this is because yep. I think sometimes people's nervousness over some of that is trying to comprehend their own slice of a larger pie being bigger than the pie they currently hold, right? And they, f- yeah. they struggle with that arithmetic because it's hard for them to scale. So that's why I just wondered, what was the sort of peak pre-merger as to where you were at with, with CPPG? So my pre-merger, it was headcount of around about 150 with a turnover of about, about 7 million. Yeah. Um, and and mate, there, is a, there is a bit of an inflection point around that 150 because I don't know whether you've read some sort of uh, military studies, but but you can only control about you only can know or can, or, or uh, 150 people, and and, and then after that, <laughs> you're going to start dividing it up into regiments and and, and that sort of thing. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, it's like loads of different uh, social theories uh, around yeah, around why, yeah. isn't there? But but yeah, that was interesting. That that was your your experience as well. And 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 so yeah, you 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 you're in answer to your question, you, you know, at that point you've got. You 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 were an ownership of, of, of the whole pie, um, but you know the the growth trajectory is is starting to flatten out and starting to plateau. Yeah. So do you do you keep doing that? And and you know a lot of people do, and that's good. And 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 they're happy for it to to continue on as a as a lifestyle business, and that works for for what people want want to do. And and that's one option. But mm. I guess I was keen to to see how fast how far I could grow. Um, I was I was um, curious around what what that that next chapter would look like, um, and yeah, it does uh, it does mean having a, a, a smaller piece of that pie, but uh, hopefully you're going to have the um, uh, expertise and infrastructure that that you know you can you can grow and reach more people than you ever would have if you if you continued on the same path. So for me, it was it was it was the potential to to, to grow faster. But also, you know, we're, 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 we're selling and providing good stuff here in terms of physiotherapy and, and mental health. And, you know, if you, can, if you can grow your footprint and grow your impact and, um, you know, increase the number of people that you're, you're, you're making a difference to their lives, then, then mm-hmm. mate, that's, that, that's part of it too, just having a greater impact. Definitely. Well, it's definitely one of the things that I've said a number of times on this show is that the, those that are entrepreneurs that have got a penchant for services and systems that also happen to be healthcare providers do not then double down in health for coins. It don't make any sense. There's lots of different sectors of which could get growth um, and certainly money in a, in a quicker way. So those that stick around in it, in, in my observation, I haven't found an anomaly to this are yeah. the ones that are bothered about that service. And so when when you're going through that process, I think one of the things that is interesting 
for me and hopefully as well for the listeners is did there then become a point in which you had to trade off against something like a, not just a semblance of control which is obvious but a sense of did the quality have to compromise for the efficiency did there was there something that needed to trade off against that in an ideal world in utopia that mo original model would have just scaled without challenge and therefore it could have been still close to the clinical product or is it that it goes through a phase and can actually be found again. But what I wonder is, is, am I speaking about a cliche that actually isn't fair or is it something that does genuinely need to be grappled with and that, and that there are mitigating strategies you could advise us on? But you, you, you're right. There, there is a, there is a, a bit of, a, a lot, a, coupled with growth, there are some compromises. Mm. Um, and one is that, you know, when you go for a startup or, 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 or a, a small number of clinics, you know, you can you can have a bit of variation, and 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 um, there isn't there isn't the need for systems and and and, and yeah. sort of you know uh, protocols. Um, but there, there, you know, there there is a, you know rightly or wrongly some some commodification that that comes when you, when you get bigger. Um, mm. And rather than letting people have free reign, we've got to say, look, this is this is the way we've got to do it. Um, you know, we you, you can't go off, and and so it does it does become commoditized and um you know get, getting back to the um uh the the, the 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 nhs private conundrum of having sort of um you know two two uh, different types of client coming to the same clinic there, there were compromises and whereas a, a a private client you could see more regularly um because they were paying for it and they were seeing benefit and they were happy to to have a a, a certain number of, of treatments um you know, on the NHS, the, the the pot was only of a sufficient size, um, and and so that meant that that compromises had to be made, and so we had a certain period of time that 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 the client was paying for, and, and we're saying the bigger client here was 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 um was the UK government that basically we we had to fit within that remit, you know, and we could still make a difference, and we could still get that person on the on the on the right path. But it is an, you know, but 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 it was a compromise. Could could we have done with more time? Absolutely. Um, but but this was this this was this was this was the the client that we were dealing with. So yeah. um so yeah, there's there, there's definitely um, uh, compromises that you make on the way, and and there is a bit of uh, 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 commoditizing. But but again, that's part of what you try and do culture wise. In that right. you can still, as you get bigger. Um, you know that doesn't mean that the, the the personal care and the and the you know looking after the patient that that doesn't have to you know you still you know you, the, the level of care you you still give 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 patients that that high level of um personal care that you, you know despite being yeah. Because I think that that's one of the things that people are fearful of, isn't it? That the patient will become very much a statistic, but even the staff member becomes a statistic because of the the and and inevitably in terms of. How many first names can you remember and how many people's families or name of their dog can you remember compared to there's no way that your first 10 staff, you didn't know the breed of dog they had, right? If they had one yeah. and, yeah. and and the names of their kids, right? It's just inevitable then that there is a scale of which that can't sustain. And yet, if you if you get the culture right on growth, as far yeah. as, I've, again, not, not something I've had to experience, but, but from what I've heard from, from you and others, 
is that you're then in a situation where you can try to mitigate that and that stops people feeling then that they are just uh, a cog in a machine of which then becomes faceless and nameless and identityless. And that then stops them making the same risk to patients that they care for. And so yeah. that is where I, I, very few have done that. Um, and and so what what do you think are the key mitigating factors then culturally? How did you harness that? Because you said that that became a focus as you were co uh, sorry yeah. deputy CEO. You really yeah. were able to lean into that. So talk talk me through some of those strategies. It was um, so I, I guess an awareness that you know happy staff equals happy patients. So um, yeah, just 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 being mindful that we you know with with staff with clinicians we we're, we're dealing with people. Um, and and just just being mindful of if that if that there if your staff are happy then uh, then they're going to give a a, a, a good um, treat you know personalised treatment to, to patients and the, and the patients are going to be happy. So um, so look, I think I think some of the the tenets of of good culture is just just making sure you've got a you know a, 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 an overriding purpose or mission you know and right. and, and just continually. Uh, being clear about that and, and repeating it, you know, um, I think harking back to, to when I first uh, uh, physio found me or I found physio, you know, that you know the, the reason I got on in, got into it was to you know in short to make make people better, um, and that that thread continued from you know me practicing practicing as a physio to to go into partnership to a startup to a medium sized business, you know that that thread of just being clear that, that that's what we're here for every day. Um, gotcha. and, and that you know, so and making sure that everyone's clear that that's that's what we're here for and, and what 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 we're trying to to deliver. Um, you know, improving people's lives. Yeah, that makes sense, and it makes sense as well that that would translate across different elements of what you did. And I think one of the things as well as I come to I come to this knowing knowing really strongly of um, some of your story, but particularly of your businesses and brands. But it's also there's enough geography between me and you, um, and also for where I've ended up working or, or ever done business really for me to not know for, for better or worse, the, the clinical products and services you deliver now for sustainability, you can make plenty of assumption over their, their quality, but it's just that my, my question is definitely based on this sort of what must be almost an inevitable challenge of growth that very few people manage to to thrive off. And so as a, as a person, it's, it's really interesting that there's these little momentary, uh, I won't say pauses, but there's these almost transition periods for you as a person and as the business adapts for it yeah. to become reconciled. And I think that this, one of the things that frustrates me is when people speak with some naivety as if that that is just a one way escalator. And it's just that the, 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 it almost comes with its with its intervals from what i observe yeah and, and, and so look a, a danger is that you're right that you know you, you can have this sort of you can know everyone within an organization and you can you can keep that good culture but you're right what, what happens when it when it grows beyond that um and I, I, I so i guess a second pillar you know first one's having an overriding mission second one you know make sure you've got uh engaging leaders do you know what i mean so 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 i mightn't be able to have all those conversations directly with someone but but the people who are having those conversations with the with the clinicians and and uh non-clinicians on the ground you know they 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 need to be they need to be good leaders um who 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 listen who talk who 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 see the see the person as a as a as a human being not as a not as a a robot um and and, and right. so yeah part, part of making sure you don't 
lose that that caring culture is is making sure um yeah your your the 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 tier of leaders your 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 you're creating good leaders um, that are good with people that are that are getting people on board and and encouraging them to follow the mission. So it's um yeah it's 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 uh I, I, you know I I couldn't be having conversations with every single staff member, but I need to make sure that the the leaders and managers who are having those conversations, you know, understand that this is this is how we roll. Um, and 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 you know, as you disseminate stuff down, you know, you, you, it's up to them to be doing that, and and you, you know, you're supposed to be modelling, you know, right behaviours and, and 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 doing that sort of thing. So so I think it can. I think it is hard to roll out good cultures as a as a business grows and 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 gets bigger. But I think if you're if you think about making sure you know the people underneath you and the people underneath them and the people underneath them. And it just sort of disseminates down. That's how you. That's how you get that culture sort of rolling out. Does that make sense? I've had it does. Yeah, I've had lots of different people, both on and off air, recently crying for help about the challenges of recruitment. But I've um, I know that at the level that you're talking about. So, because sometimes the market forces that exist around um, whether it's a buyer or seller's market for labour is an interesting one, particularly at that clinical level or, or, or yeah. sort of clinical leadership level. But when yeah. it comes to the description that you're talking about, which is definitely corporate leadership as well, that is a a famously uh, dark art in a way, because right? because it's not the sort of thing that can be found for you know, the part corners of a CV. It's yeah. a real fitting the right jigsaw into the right puzzle. How have you found recruiting at that level? And, and and how much have you grown your own? How much have you brought them in? Is there a percentage you can think of as to what that ratio looks like again? So um so look, v, v, Vita Health Group, like like all physio providers, um, like healthcare providers, you know, recruitment is is has been a challenge and and mm. you know, I think it's um it's it's changing and evolving and and you know there are various strategies ongoing yeah just you know growing our own and 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 bringing people through and um incentive schemes to to you know bringing your colleagues and your friends and, and all that sort of stuff so so all, all that's you know there is a, a hr strategy um in in terms of recruitment but but i but i guess a, a, a one thread you know a, through it all is that you know, word of mouth um, uh, is important, and and you know, being known as a good employer um, uh, is 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 a really good thing to 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 be known out in the market. Um, you know, if 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 recruitment hard, which it has been for for you know quite a while now, um, and so yeah, when 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 um, you know someone asks about, look, you know, there's a job going here. What do you think? And you know. The physio community is, is is relatively. There's not many two degrees of separation. You know, you, you, there's probably only two or three degrees of separation when you know people. It's important that people who work for you um, have a good experience, um, yeah. and 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 then talk to their network or or, or, or professional colleagues. Um, and uh, and you know that's 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 one of the best referrals you can have if someone you know who currently works for you says, yeah, they're a good mob, come in and work. So. Again, just underlines having a good culture um, helps fixes a lot of things, um, and, and and it certainly makes the recruitment uh, challenges easier. Yeah, not not an easy. It's funny, isn't it? When 
it's certainly an easier thing to get right the first time than to try and retrofit or to or to try and drain a swamp for want of a better phrase right. what about at that board level then or sort of sub-exec level of 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 elite managers that don't necessarily some might need clinical insight but what i'm meaning is the the um the trust transparency the 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 ways in which they would disseminate culture and vision that is a, a real art form in and of itself across any enterprise especially of that size how have you how have you found that and do, have you found that some of the things you've just described in terms of clinical recruitment apply cleanly or are there, are there other layers to it uh yeah just i mean on that on that next level down i mean how do you get them uh disseminating the culture I, I've read somewhere that um, a company's culture is usually set with the, with the first 12 employees and then it's just set and then it just sort of right. goes from there, which right, I think right. is interesting. It's, it's almost like a, yeah, where, where the arrow is pointing and then it, and then it, then it flows from there. But um, I think it's a, it's a combination of things. So when, when you know, uh, employing managers and that sort of thing, you know, you, you, you are, you're, you're, you're asking, you know, you're trying to, Assess what the, what their leadership capabilities are, but not only that, do you have aligned values? You know, will, will they fit in with the culture that you're trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, roll out? So, so it, it comes down to, uh, I guess, recruiting the right people um, uh, who are aligned culturally and and, and with values. Um, and I guess it's just taking the time to ride alongside them and and just making sure they are. Um, Living the values that that you're 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 hoping for them to model to, to you know to the people that, that they're managing. Um, does that answer your question, Jack? Or um, um... No, it does. No, it does. It's, it's one of them things where I suppose and a, a, a sort of sidebar to that is: have you have you found yourself in the main as as a company, not just you as a person, but have you really grown your own leaders or have you brought them in? Is it, is there a ratio between those two, two, two sort of elements at that level? So I, I, I'd say in the early days, we, we, we more so grew our own. Um, but as, as we've got bigger, um, uh, then, uh, and, and, and also my pr private equity backed where, where you haven't got as much time they're, they're on a, they're on a, on a, on a, uh, a, a fixed time period. Um, there is there isn't as much time to grow your own. So so uh, you know there is there is an element of of bringing people in, um, and I think that you find in healthcare, you know, it's a relatively small pool that we're, we're swimming in, um, right. and you know there there are uh, uh, people in healthcare who've been working at couple you know companies like Bupa and Nuffield and HCA who. But I guess I've already got you know some leadership runs on on the belt and have run big departments or, or um, sections or services and and so yeah I, I I would say that as we've gone from you know a medium size to a to a to a you know enterprise corporate size organisation there's been more of bringing in um, people who played at that level. Um, mm. uh, and and that means they can get down to stuff quicker. Yeah. They still have to they still have to fit in with the culture and 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 get up to speed with that. But I would say that the, the balance tilts towards bringing in people who've been there and done it, 
um, rather than having the time to to grow them and nurture yeah, them. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's, that, that's that you do. But again, it's it's like I was saying before. It depends what what growth trajectory you want. You know, if you if you're happy with an organic growth, you 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 you, you grow people yourself. Um, but if you yes. want a, a higher uh, growth curve, then then you haven't got time for that. You 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 bring people in who've been there and done it. Someone that's seen it before. Yeah, I think I really do understand that, and I can understand those time pressures. Um, I think one of the you know, especially as I speak to a, a, a sort of fellow founder rather than mm. someone that's I have very interesting conversations with exec directors of, of all different persuasions and stuff. But to some extent, I think the reason I'm, I'm framing it as I am with you is because to some, in some ways, there are some mercenaries that could talk a good game about the culture being a good fit for them. But fundamentally they, and, and by the way, they're very good mercenaries. They're doing important work. I'm not trying to downplay it necessarily, yeah. but Compared to someone that you have been able to to grow, that's come through, that's understood it, that is then has done the job of which they're instructing, and the one beneath that, there is something about that. Now it is slower, absolutely it is, but it is also a more obvious way of transferring culture throughout and creating that transparency, as well as creating that obvious upward aspiration. So, mm-hmm. um, again, especially because of this, this sort of stage I'm at, at my career and the size of of, of my businesses. I am not for a second speaking from experience. So it could be that I'm overindulging a cliche, but is there at all that risk that that you do have on, on say a board level or an associate director level that, that by those that have that experience elsewhere, they made those pleasant noises in somewhere else that might have a slightly different cultural reputation or whatever. Oh, yeah, and that right. fundamentally they might be very good at making that work operationally, but how and it, it if indeed I am speaking to something that might exist, but only in a small part of it, how might that be mitigated if it exists at all? Um, I, I think so. You said, you know, you 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 um, uh, can uh, sympathise as, as 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 a founder. I, I remember reading about there's a there's some sort. It's called founders founders fallacy or something like that, where where you know you you start a business, um, you're used to solving problems yourself, you're used to people. Um, looking to you to solve the problems, and you start to get in your head that actually I'm good at solving problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the problem I, solver. Not I know, a problem I know best. Yeah, and, no, uh, I get that. And, and so I, I was aware. You know, yeah, you, you you get used to the point. You know, you know, I, I, and when work stops, I I I come in and, and start thinking. You know start telling my wife and kids I know best and I you know I get pulled up in in short term but I don't um but I, so so there are there are knowledge gaps and um you know whilst I I knew bits about various you know uh, you know the various departments of the business I I, I wasn't a, a, a I was a generalist I wasn't a, a knowledge subject matter expert in 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 those and so yeah you can get people from other organizations coming in who you know their 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 area of expertise was HR, for example. So they know all yeah. about re- recruitment strategies that I didn't have knowledge of. You know they 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 know about um, uh, you know how to how to utilize you know recruiting strategies and right we we need a certain sort of leader. How do we get them? How do we get to them? So so uh, yeah, these subject matter experts uh, fill in the gaps that you don't have as a founder um, and give you a deeper um, resource of strategies to, to deploy in your business. Um, so, so yeah, you, you you bring them in, and to a certain extent, that they, they can be a bit mercenary, like that. Like 
there are people that they're career leaders and they, and they move around the various um, uh, organizations um, and, and, you know, you know, basically, uh, you know, uh, moving from one to the next, but, you know, I, I guess that's the, that's the job of the organization is to, yeah. to bring them in, see what they see, see what capabilities and, 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 and what they contribute and, you know, get them into the, to the culture of the business so they'll stay and keep delivering or, or if they're not a fit, then, you know, maybe it's time to shake hands and 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 to move somewhere else. Do you think I might? Do you think I might be? Because it's very theoretical for me. Do you think I might be overplaying that fear or that risk? Um, that that what people will come in and be mercenaries or um... yeah, yeah, because because it's a funny word, isn't it? Because it's certainly not meant as a slur. Um, but it's just that the you know that that I think that yeah, in theory, I'm admitting that I could so imagine um a circumstance where because of the time pressures existing, particularly under, say, uh, VC-backed growth, you could imagine a, a problem where, given a bit more time, you might have at least had a ratio that suited where you had some yeah. of your exec or sub-exec leaders that, that had really emerged through that yeah. then incoming would be less mercenary-like yeah. almost automatically because they'd need to comply. I suppose I might be overly... Maybe I'm being too theoretic, whereas you've lived it. Yeah. You're right. So, so, so a founder and the first few employees are in that, even a small group, you know, you can get to a point where, where you know, people all, in inverted, inverted commas, almost lay down their lives for, for an organisation. You know, they're, they're, they're committed, you know, and, um, um, and there is something about when you get bigger and you bring in specialists, yeah, then then you know you could argue that there isn't that initial commitment that you'd have with a, in in a smaller organisation, and and I think there is statistics that show that staff engagement is higher and better in smaller organisations, smaller organisations than, than larger organisations. So so definitely, but but I don't, I, I still think you can get that engagement. You know, it, it isn't a reason not to bring people in. Um, sure. They 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 won't. You know, you could argue they won't be as committed and engaged but you can still get them pretty committed and engaged where 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 you can achieve achieve the objective so yeah so Good. yeah because I, 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 I don't want i don't want to make yeah but I, that's the thing is it's easy to be cynical about something you either don't understand or haven't experienced and therefore i don't want to be that guy but then similarly i can so you know observe how things might fall or fall out or the, the, the sort of real obvious downsides of a narrow sense of careerism that doesn't really care about the identity of which someone's in in healthcare we'd particularly want to insulate ourselves that that matter it just matters less in financial institutions for example right it just yeah. kind of does because those things that the, the hair's breadth between two banks matters less culturally compared to some of the healthcare provision that we need to be trying to aspire to yeah that the the, the devil is in the detail there yeah and I, I'm, I'm i guess i'm an optimist most people want to do the right thing and want to be part of something that's that's doing good mm. um so so yeah i i, I think having you, you can bring people in and you know generally they want to do a good job and they want to contribute contribute to the greater good um yeah. You know, I guess occasionally there's there's there's, there's bad apples where where, where it, you know it's more mercenary and, and that sort of thing. But in general, I think 
you know, th- there there is an intent there that people people want to want to contribute mm. as best they can. I think in the in the spirit of my question as well, I think I know that there is a percentage of mercenary of which you should and can carry, and it is sensible to, especially if they're very competent and they can move through uh, and they can do some good work. I think it's just yeah. that, trying to work out what that percentage is. I've realised that time's got away from me a little bit, Stuart. Do you have another ten minutes or so? Is that? Uh, yes, I can. Go. Yes, Jack. Is that, no, is that doable? Yeah. Yes. And then we'll, I'll bring bring it home. Sorry, I didn't yes. realise uh, how, how much it had fallen by. Um, mm. Now, w- what I wanted to make sure we drove to is I just want to finish the, finish the timeline if we can because we we got mm. to we got to um, very close to now, didn't we? I think. Um, yep. And so Vita, Vita's growth through and, and, and beyond the pandemic. So yep. tell us about recent recent turners of events, and then we'll so, kind of come. I'm going to get your prognostications as well. So so, so mate, just to just to. <laughs> Cut a, cut a long story short, so so went from being deputy CEO, um, I was starting to approach my mid-50s. Um, I wanted to run slower. I'd been doing, you know, 60, 70-hour weeks for, for a long time, 20-odd years. Um, so I moved to a, a position on, on the board. Um, so I was a, a, a non, a, a, um, yeah, basically a, a, a NED um, and um, a non-executive director um and uh so and just recently um uh the the, the organization um uh has been purchased by uh, uh, another acquirer um spire um healthcare group um and for me that was an opportunity to uh step off the bus um completely um both as a as an employee and, and shareholder um so now i'm i'm um yeah newly unemployed um i'm hoping yeah let me know if you've got any jobs up there jack but um <laughs> um so yeah I, I i i've almost just come out the other side you know after after a 25 year journey which was you know as i said went from two to two thousand um and i'm just trying to uh yeah work out what what uh what the next chapter might hold Brilliant. Well, we can definitely talk about that. I've got a set of uh, Choose Health tracksuit bottoms with your name on them, if you fancy, mate. And get right back in at the grassroots again, if awesome you like. But, but yeah, but, but th- that's one of the reasons why, obviously, as I said, the the time the timing for us to tell your your story in its fullest as, as best we can um, is 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 so interesting because that has been obviously another another sort of landmark. Do, uh, do you do you when when it's something like Spire that is very much an acquisition, whereas when you guys be created Vita, that would be considered a merger of of, yeah. of some of, of corporate equals in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, mate, it's, it's early days. I, I, I think Spire is a good home. They're 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 um they're looking to move from being a hospital group to a healthcare provider. So they're they're looking to diversify, which I think is a is a sensible thing in any business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they're not doing much of the mental health. Um, they're already doing uh, MSK. Um, you know, they they are looking for more um, primary care type services. Um, so, look, I, I think it's a it's a good home. Um, I think um, again, it will it will uh, allow more uh, infrastructure and and support networks to 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 allow future growth. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it, 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 and, and I think they've got a similar culture. Um, you look, you look at their, their mission and, 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 um, what they're trying to achieve, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to, to have a positive impact on people's lives. So, um, uh, yeah, when you get a, when you're required by someone, um, I, I think, you know, one of the biggest risks is having different cultures and, um, mm-hmm. when you're being acquired or merging or whatever, you know, it's, it's, uh, making sure the cultures are aligned 
is uh, is one of the most, if not the most important thing. Um, so uh, so yeah, it, it 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 you know it looks like that's 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 the case here. But um, do you yeah. think that the timing was that because the, the like you said timing can be everything and and stuff. But is it something that uh, an obvious sort of change of pace and makes total sense for you? Um, mm. Is where where where's your relationship with the R word of retirement then? Now is that something that naturally then you are you wanting to try and take a couple of steps and and then that or is it semi-retirement? Where, where uh, do you intend I to don't, go? Don't, don't don't like the word retirement. That that sounds like I've got no, nothing else to do. Um, set put slippers <laughs> on. Um, no, look, look, there's, there's, there's plenty of things that, 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 um, um, projects, things I want to be involved with. So, um, um, I'm, 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 I'm not ready to move to a full on operational, uh, role, um, like, like I, I did do for, for, for a while. Um, certainly want to be spending more time at home. Um, you know, my my kids are, will be out of the house, uh, you know, in a couple of years. So I want, I want to grab the last couple of years of that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying different things. So I'm, um, uh, I'm helping out. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of business mentoring for, for other healthcare businesses. Right. Uh, if I can help uh, show the path um, and, and, and avoid some of the potholes that I went down, um, then I'll, I want to share that knowledge. Um, and I'm, I'm, yeah, trying a, a couple of uh, uh, charity roles as well, just boards and that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, just, just, just putting my toe in the water, a couple of interesting projects um uh and yeah one that you might be interested is 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 one called lahara which is a charity in nepal where we're training local nepalese up how to do sports massage and open up their own clinics um so they're they're basically massaging people on the way up to um everest base camp um so that's uh that's something that rose my boat of uh making people better but also teaching um uh the locals a, a skill and and uh uh, having benefit for the community and, and and it's sustainable and we can step away. So yeah. Um, um, so yeah, just 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 doing some interesting things like that where I can um, uh, yeah utilize what I've learned through my career journey and 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 put it to, put it to good use somewhere else. Well, there's a few different reasons as to why I hoped you'd say that. Um, but what, one of the one of them for this conversation and just to see this home is I really wanted to make sure we finished with based on said experience and your continued application of that across different domains. I just wondered if I could get your take on the MSK industry at large, let's say, or if you want to, the physiotherapy profession nested within it. And and I don't really mind whether that be, you've got a certain hot take on clinical practice, operations, management, policy, you name it. But I just wondered if you had to try and get your sort of Stu's, Stu's take on what, what needs to be or what is currently and what needs yeah. to be, be that difference, changes in direction or things that you want to support. What, what's, your, what's your hot take on the now? Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll try and limit it to three. Okay. Um, I mean, one is, you know, look, I think, I think uh, you know, getting back to my uh, uh, bugbear of, of NHS private, but I, again, I it would be good if there's there's continued acceptance that um, you know having a, a, a balance of both is you know as long as it's a good service. Um, so uh, you know as long as there's continued acceptance um, and support of both, as long as it's good physio, you know that would be something that I would hope um, we continue. Um, uh, second one would be yeah probably probably. Um, uh, you know, we, we, I think the physio profession is, is is good at our clinical bit and and what we do. 
perhaps areas that we could be better at is the the leadership bit and the and the commercial bit. You know, we need we need to stand up and and uh, stand up for ourselves a bit more. We we need to understand it isn't just about the clinical stuff. It's it's also you know it has to make sense. It has to it has to be efficient. It has to be effective. Um, uh, you know, it has to be paid for. You know, just 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 uh, I guess a, a, a bit. You know, getting a bit more business commercially aware. I think will will, will benefit the the profession. Um, do you think that they, do do we fail to foster entrepreneurship? Do you think uh, commercial wisdom? Shall we say? Call it what you want. I, I'd I'd almost say in the past I'd probably say there's a little bit of looking down on it. Um, that right. that um, you know you you you. There's a, there's a little bit of yeah you're just out for profits um, and bugger the people where you know I, I don't think it is like that um, it can be if it goes too far but I, but but um, um, I, I, look I, I think it's better I, I think it's getting better I've, I've certainly seen the CSP implement um, uh, the, the the leadership program that it's done for uh, you know probably four or five years uh, yeah. now and it's producing those leaders that you need to, to push forward the, the profession. So, so look, I think, again, I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist. I think it's getting better. Um, but, but I, you know, but it would be good to con continue on that route that we, we, we continue to foster just not clinical skills, but leadership skills, business skills. Sure. Um, sure. And I guess thirdly is, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, feel bad about shouting, shouting what we do, you know, I, I, right. I sometimes feel we, um, uh, yeah, we 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 don't um, we don't shout loudly enough around you know the, the the bit we play in the in the healthcare economy and um, you know doctors and nurses seem to get a lot of the airplay um, you know we we you know we we provide a great service in rehabilitating people and keeping people out of hospital um, yeah I'd, I'd like us to see to have a a more structured approach to to, to getting the word out there and and, and growing the profession. Um, and having a greater impact. So, um, so yeah, they're, they're, in, in a nutshell, Jack, they're probably the three things that I would uh, I would say that that uh, it'd be good to focus on in the future. No, that sounds that, that sounds music to my ears. Obviously, something that we want to try and make sure we promote and and exemplify where possible. It's been a really I, I, I pinch myself a lot of the time, really having the opportunity to to chat to various different clinical experts, business experts, but those especially that have been on uh, journeys like yours that have, have done the doing um, and can give us that insight. And you've been really generous both with your time and insights today. So um, where did people find out a little more about you or could get in touch with you, particularly if uh, if they feel that there are projects they'd like to put your nose, uh, put under your nose? Uh, you can you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Stuart Patterson, Patterson with one T. Um, uh, and I, I, yeah, I, yeah, basically find us on LinkedIn might be the easiest thing. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, just, I, yeah, that, that would be the, 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 best way to get in contact. Um, my email address is, is stuart.patterson2257 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, just through those channels, Jack, I think would be the, the easiest way. That's superb. Well, obviously people can feel free to get in touch with us and we can direct you, uh, Stu's way. Thank you again for your time. Really appreciate it. It's something I've been meaning to do for a while. We bumped into each other in London a couple of months ago. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm pleased to have got you on the hook for, for this because it's been a, a really interesting insight into something that very few have experienced quite to the same rate and scale as you have. And it is very inspirational for, for me and many others. 
My, my pleasure, Jack. Thanks for having us on. And um, yeah, make sure you've got those tracksuit pants, okay? Uh, extra large, be good. Hey, mate, I'll get it. I'll, I've got them ironed and pressed, ready for you. I'll get you the patients ready. So yeah, thanks again. Speak soon. Cheers, Jack. Bye. Cheers, too. Here at Physio Matters, we think physio matters. Become a member today and access over 500 webinars, get free tickets to shows, and access new content instantly. Access at home, work, or on the train to make sure your CPD is on track. Physio-matters.com, more content than the all-you-can-eat buffet cart.